yes, I would love to know this new term. It's pun acceptable. So it's pun acceptable. It's not unacceptable, but pun acceptable, which is an acceptable like pun. It. You see? Yes. So the, what it means is if you make a, if you can make a pun, you should make a pun. If it's there and it's there ready to go, uh, yeah, then that's what it needs to be done. So there you okay, go. Okay, I All accept right. that pun acceptability. Pun acceptability. Should we get our sto- should we get our show started? Should we get our show Let's- started? Yes, let's do our show in the starting shorting (laughs) bucket. Okay. This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. Welcome to Moo Bark Fluff to all the creatures in the Potiverse. I am Barely Normal, your co-host Bear... I was going to say without a care, but uh, who has many care? And with me is that doggo of dysfunction, that pup of playfulness, that fluffy fella, Tabin. How the fluff are you, Tabin? I'm a fluffy fella. You're a fluffy fella. Um, I fell off that wall. Now, that uh-huh. was not pun acceptable. I tried, but I think that's Well, it was, that was pun acceptable. You fell off the wall, yeah. Fella off of the okay, wagon. That works. Okay, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah, so fella. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, no, I, fella. I, I fella. Fella. <laughs> oh my cow. Okay, any fur that knows that reference, uh, let us know right off the bat. Uh, I believe that also, from. just to, I won't give it away, but to help it out, I think Ken Jennings had that as. An answer on oh. one Jeopardy episode he had. So a Jeopardy. Well, what well, it wasn't the word Philip. But anyway, yes. Hi. Anyway. Um. Hi. Yes. Hi. I'm good. I've been running around. I've been doing the things. And Mr. Barely, how are you doing? Dare I ask? <laughs> well, I've 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 had a week. I've had a week. And actually, it's been a. It's been a. Oh, it's yeah. It's been a bad week. But uh, and of course. You know, we we had to cancel going to FC a couple of weeks ago because of the Omicron, and uh, you know we should have been at FC, and, but stupid Omicron. Oh, Omicron, <laughs> and now there's Delta Cron or Oma Oma Delta. I have, have not heard, heard of, of Oma Delta. Really, is that a thing? Oma Delta. It, yeah, it's a it's a crossbreed between the Delta virus oh. and the Omicron virus. It's got the attributes of both, so they're. I don't know what they're calling it. Probably call it George. I don't know. <laughs> watch out for that George. Watch out for George. George is going to get you. Actually, what you really should watch out for is that Donald. Well, not the duck, but the yeah. Well, you should watch out for the for that tree, uh, George. Look, George, Francie, you and me. Watch out for that tree. Yeah, you know that cartoon. I do. I played that on yeah. drums before. <laughs> All right, all right. So I think the next con that I'm going to is BLFC. Is there any that you're going to before BLFC in June? Well, I'm registered for TFF in March, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen. They're currently uh, trying to figure out everything because the politics in Texas and who knows what's going to happen with the COVID. And so they're still trying to figure out like COVID policies so that people can actually make travel plans. So anyway, I'm registered for TFF, but we'll see what I do. I don't know. All right. All right. Yeah. So I honestly think I would have been in a better mood if we had gone to FC, but you know, life is what life is. So it turns out that is a true statement. 
is what life that life is. You know, um, life you know, Tatsu, my husband's yeah. one of his favorite like mantras to live by is "It is what it is," and really, that's a great like it little it phrase. It is what it is. It is what it is, and a lot of people hate that phrase because it's just it's so overused. Hughes? It's overused. There's too many hues in that phrase. There's um, so many non-pun acceptable oh ways I would go with that. I'm, I'm trying to pick one, right. but I'm not going right. to. I'm just not even going to try. Right. Yeah, whatever. But, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. I, 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 W, I. I put that in text messaging oh, every once okay. in a while. I, I, W, I. You should put that to your, your hubby someday when he says something. You should text message yeah. and then see what he knows what it means. He'll come home and say, what is Ewe? Well, it's a baby sheep. That's speaking high pitched. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tiny kiwi. It's a iwi. It's a teeny tiny kiwi. <laughs> iwi. Oh my. <laughs> oh, I know what. I want to get to the the weekly challenge for our oh. first. Oh wait. Um, I, I want like you to. I have what? something to what? actually. I could what? say what? it after the challenge. Okay, I'll say it after the challenge because you already started. Okay, the challenge is. If you've ever watched Monty Python, they had the Ministry of Funny Walks. Yes. So I would like Furs to get in their fursuit and record themselves doing a funny walk similar to the Monty Python Ministry of Funny Walks. And if you don't know what it is, Google it, see what they're doing, and then kind of do that. Uh, Yay. That okay. Why not? <laughs> it is why what not? it is. Like, socks. <laughs> Ewe. Ewe socks. <laughs> Ewe socks tea bags. <laughs> Ewe socks. <laughs> so I, I had this thought, and I mean, this is root. It's not actually leading up to a, a bad pun or anything. Believe it or not, it's an actual thing. I just was thinking the other day about how it's interesting. You know, the natural numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, blah, blah. They, you know, they go on forever mm-hmm. and everything, but every single one of them is finitely long. Like there's finitely many digits. So even though they go on forever, there's always finitely many di- digits, yes. which is just kind of interesting and weird to think about if you think mm. about it. And actually, I don't know if you remember a few, I don't, a month ago or something, I talked about Cantor's diagonalization argument that can be used to show that the yes. real numbers are uncountable. And a lot of people yes. forget that natural numbers are like finitely, indirectly forget that natural numbers, even though they go on forever, there's finitely many digits, and they use that misconception mm-hmm. or forgetfulness, whatever, to, uh, long story short, get on with it. Yes, get on with it! Essentially disprove Cantor's diagonalization argument, which, mm-hmm. well, doesn't work, and it's a good thing it doesn't work, because there's a lot of math built on Cantor's thing. So anyway, that that's a, well, a reason why a lot of people try and disprove that, but it doesn't because they forget that natural numbers are finite long. Anyway, I had that thought the other day, and I thought it was just kind anyway, of interesting to think about. You had that thought, so you had to get that thought out of your head and into the airwaves. The waves are airing! <laughs> and now you have freed up space in your doggo brain for other things. More fluff can be sh- fluffed in there, exactly. <laughs> Yay. More fluff. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 On that note. <laughs> On that note. I have a yes. song to sing because there's a note. You have a song. Well, is this an original song or a... No. Oh, have you ever heard okay. of Wesley Willis? Wesley Willis. No. I've heard of Wesley... Snipes. Wesley Snipes. I've heard of Wesley... Shut up, Wesley. The boy on Star Trek. The The boy. Wesley Crusher. (laughs) The boy? boy? Wesley Crusher, yes. I've heard of him, but no, I haven't heard of Wesley Wesley, Willis. Whatever you say. Um, Wesley Willis. Winnebago. Yeah, Wesley Willis was a... Well, some called him the daddy of rock and roll from Oh, daddy. From Chicago, and he actually passed away several years ago. But So he wrote some songs. And I want to sing one. I, I don't have the music mm-hmm. to go in the back 
background, but I'll just wet your palate with a bad singing of it and an art. Acapello. Acapello. I am with my acapello, and it's very fluffy and fun to sleep on. Acapello. My acapello. He's singing avocado, folks. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. So um, so it goes like this. This song is called Rock and Roll McDonald's. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Go for it. It really goes like this. Just just you wait. McDonald's is the place to rock. It is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. He he does say it, but he doesn't. This is him. It is a good place to, to listen to the music. People flock here to get down to the rock music. And then the chorus. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. McDonald's will make you fat. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. And then another chorus. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. And then he does a little thing. And by the way, I should say, um, he's doing all this on, on his little Casio thing. And so this, so right now he's got a little, little um, exciting solo. You'll just have to hear for yourself. And, mm-hmm. and then um, another verse. McDonald's hamburgers are the worst. They are worse than Burger King. A Big Mac has 26 grams of fat. A quarter pounder has 28 grams of fat. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock on London. Rock on Chicago. Wheaties, breakfast of champions. And that is Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Okay. Wow. Um, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I don't know what to say there it that. is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> gonna have to. Gonna have. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up and listen to it uh, the right way. Yes, yeah. you will. Okay. Yes, you will. <laughs> well, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> where do we go with that? Go on. I where? Well, thanks for joining us today, folks. And first, it's been fun. <laughs> there's no way we can. We, we hope you have been enlightened. <laughs> we can't top that. We can't top that at all. We will go on with our show. You muted yourself, my friend. Hi. Oh, there you are. <laughs> you did. You mooted. Mooted. The point is moot. Speaking of that, you know how people say the point is moot? I do, you know that yes. Means, right? It's not appropriate anymore, but it's spelled mm-hmm. M-O-O-T. Moot. moot. I hate it when people say the point is mute. Ah, see? We are no, of like point. fluff. Yeah, the point is not mute. No, it's not. I can I can still yeah. hear the point. It's, it's not no, mute. Exactly. It's very noisy. Exactly. I t- yeah, we are of like fluff there. You know, if you have a you have a marble countertop, you don't want to take it for granted. Oh, All right. unless the, unless the there past. is a restaurant named Granite, then you can take it for granted. Two Granite, yeah. Two Granite. Oh, pun yeah. not acceptable. Okay. Anyway, oh, pun pun acceptable. You must make the pun. Let's go to the past today. Woo! Last time we talked about uh, the show, you watched the show called The Crew oh, yeah. uh-huh. on Netflix. Yeah. And I couldn't remember the actor's name. The actor's name is Kevin James. Ah, oh, okay. And essentially, he's playing the same character that he played on King of Queens. Oh, he was the one from King of Queens. But in a different setting. Okay, okay. I see. It's kind of like when you watched, uh, if you ever watched Home Improvement with Tim Allen. Yeah. And then he got the show Last Man Standing. Same thing, yeah. So... 
the same thing only with girls because Home Improvement was him with you know, three boys and this one is three girls. It's like it's the same show. There's so many but... B. Arthur's around. Right? Yeah, you got your one trick pony. <laughs> and let's see, where are we going? So, da, 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 da. Oh, and the joke. Well, I I was editing last week's show. We had uh, Cleo Lemon Fox on the show, and there was a point where he said, no pun intended, and you tried to get me to retell the joke, but I glossed over it, and then you went ahead and told the joke later on in the show. Yeah. Like like an hour later, you said, I want to go back to this. <laughs> no, I, anyway. I had to do that, so I did it. It was pun acceptable, but, but, yeah. so you go. There you go. But I didn't even realize it, but now I know it is, so I feel redeemed. Mm-hmm. There's a song that goes, so, I've been redeemed. By the blood of the lamb, I've been redeemed. By the blood of the lamb, I've been redeemed. By the blood of the lamb, the Holy Ghost knows I am, or something like that. I'll stop. By the blood of lamb? Blood of the lamb. Oh, I was going to say, who's blood of the lamb? Who's blood of lamb, and (laughs) why is he showing up for Thanksgiving so late? (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. Have you ever had lamb for Thanksgiving? I haven't. I had a lamb cake one time. A lamb cake? Oh, like a shape like a lamb. Like shaped like a lamb, yeah. For Thanksgiving or for Easter? I think it was Thanksgiving. Why? Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Someone got a lamb mold and they, they made the cake. They got confused. Is this Thanksgiving or Easter? It, I can't it's remember, Boxing but, Day, and, so have a lamb. <laughs> right. So do you have any past today before I get into a little educational thing? Yes, I have two little okay. past todays. So okay. they're both from last, uh, the no, episode before last one. TikTok sat in for me because I was gone. And yes. you're talking about New York's New Year, New Year's plans. And uh, TikTok was talking yes. about how he, uh, he had New Year's plans to stop procrastinating, but never got around to it. Oh! Uh-huh. Right, and, yeah. and but that that reminded me of a shirt that I have, and you know I usually don't wear shirts because I'm a pup. I got all this fluff and everything, but sometimes it gets so cold True. that I have to wear a shirt. And I have a shirt that says "Top Ten Reasons Why I Procrastinate." Then the number uh-huh. then the number one, and and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so I like that shirt. It, it's I like a good it. Shirt. I, that's that's a good shirt. That is. A and good shirt. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that later. <laughs> Yes. And in that same episode, you were talking about rural traditions, and I have to just loll at the Denmark, uh, the plate breaking yes. on, on neighbors' front lawns. and it's Neighbors' front porches, yeah, yes. Like, not your own. Like, you, you make their, them clean it up. And yep. Italy throwing the furniture out onto the street, that, that was pretty good. Yes. You want to throw your... Throw away the old and 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 welcome in the new. I guess. Just be careful when you're as you as you mentioned. Be careful if you're walking around on New Year's Day in Italy. Because watch out for the flying counter. <laughs> ah, yeah. Right. But that's my pass for today, or things. That's your pass for today. All right. So I want to get into a little bit of education for today. Ooh. Uh, yes. Uh, and but you know later we're going to be talking to our special guest today is Ben Diskin, mm-hmm. the voice of who Jack from B Stars and yes, and Haida from Agrusuko. Agrusuko, yes. But Tabin, hi. Did you know that Haida is the name of a group of uh, indigenous people from the Pacific Northwest of the United States? Re- I did not know that specifically in the yes. PNW, huh? Yes, specific, specifically in the Pacific Northwest. And Pacifically, yes. <laughs> it's hard to say that phrase, let me tell you. <laughs> but 
there are a little where so this this is going to be a little bit of a we're going to call this barely facts barely they are segment. barely barely facts, facts. they're barely facts That's all like you can check them out and you won't really find if they're true or not because they're barely right. facts they're barely facts yeah so there are only about 4500 haida left in the world well actually there's more than that because they're, they're all really hiding, hiding yeah. yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> those haida yeah <laughs> Mom was a hider, and we could never find her. We could never find her because she was such a good hider. Yeah, th- those fellas, I tell are, you. <laughs> yeah, they were. They tea bags. Sucks. 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 They are. Oh, too many catches. Oh, cow! My cow. They are well-known craftsmen and designers, and much of the Pacific Northwest Native art, Native American art that you see around, is all Haida. Oh, that's, okay. That's the, okay. They're the ones that make the totem poles and yeah. the, the Pacific Northwest type artwork stuff. That's I all Haida that, that does that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of times you'll see the statues of the Northwest uh, Native Americans, and they've got that kind of cone hat that comes down and swoops down. Oh, yeah, over yeah. Them. That was actually the headdress of the chief of the Haida. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I definitely did not know that. Yeah, I, I always yeah. thought those things were like just generic Indian things or something, but it's no, yeah. it's, it's a PNW specific type um, specific heritage. Yeah. Heritage, right? And they were the first peoples on the planet believed to have managed forests. Oh, really? In the world. So, like the yes. fish, uh, original forest rangers, as it were. Pretty much. Pretty much as it were. Yes, they would. Uh, in fact, the forest where their native lands are now is a little over 14,000 years old, and it is believed to be the longest running managed forest in the world. They would harvest the trees for their stuff, and they would plant them again, and they would take care of the forest. And it was very obvious that they managed the forest. So that's kind of an interesting little fact there. It is, it is. And and I'm sure it was all um, very spiritual about it, too. So it was all a very special thing. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Oh, yes. I mean, you take, you give. You take, you give. It's very simple. They were a very furry people, as many Native American tribes mm-hmm. were. They were very furry-centric. I'm going to say that because there wasn't furries around then. But they were very tied to the animals yeah, yeah, of yeah. spirit Spirituals. animals. Yep. Their, yeah, their most important are the bear. Oh, hello. hello. Like, hey. I was, I was an important thing. Um, <laughs> and the eagle, the frog, the beaver, the dogfish, the, dog. the mouse, and the wolf. Yeah. So there is a dogfish, so, really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't look very pretty. That's why it's called, called the dogfish. Dog the catfish, it's, it's kind of pretty because, you know, it's kitty, but dogfish. It's, it's got whiskers. It, it's yeah. like the dogfish <laughs> is more of like a cross between a pug and a, I don't know, blobfish. So it's not the most attractive yeah, thing right. ever. <laughs> it's not. No, not at all. And I have to tell our, I have to tell our listeners, Tabin and I work off a shared notebook <laughs> when we're making our show notes and the other day we were working on the show notes at the same time in different locations <laughs> and because it's a shared notebook you can see what the other person it is, is. It's t- <laughs> and and he put a little note in there he says he says i see you typing it's so weird and he put creepy yeah. <laughs> but i read carpy because i had just written about fish oh is that why and you so, did that okay <laughs> yeah and so i thought Carpy? What? Oh no, creepy. But but he and, changed uh, it to the but, word to carpy in the notes. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. It's like and then uh, and then I said fish and he said socks and then I said avocado and then we said tea bags and then today I just put iwi. You in just there. put so, iwi you know, in. Okay. Yay. I did. <laughs> I feel complete. I feel so well rounded and complete now by all this. Do you feel cohesive? I feel very cohesive. 
cohesive. <laughs> Again, for any further that knows that reference, uh, shout out. You get hugs and cookies if you write in about how you know what that means. <laughs> I think that's our longest running gag. I think so too. If you will like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's like from the beginning, <laughs> from the very beginning, very beginning. So that was the uh, barely facts. Barely, 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 barely interesting. Did not know CEU yes. earned many, many CEUs earned. Let's move along to media, media! shall we? All right, so I finished uh, Queen of the Universe. Oh. Uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. It's a very nice... Yeah, uh, have that shape up. Well, uh, uh, a drag queen won the competition. Surprise, surprise. Since that's, it was a drag queen competition. That yeah, would do it. That. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Her name is Crag Queen. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take her word for it. <laughs> yeah, that was the winner. Yeah. So. It, it was it was pretty good, and then I watched up to the current episodes of a new series on Disney called The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, if you're a Star Wars aficionado, aficionado, you, you know that John Favreau created The Mandalorian, and oh. now he has now created The Book of Boba Fett because, of course, at, no spoilers, but Boba Fett was a Mandalorian, oh. and that's why yeah. connections. Yes, connections made. Les connections de la ville, right. de les fromages et les ordinateurs. Right, <laughs> French. <laughs> there was French that just happened. I... Um, I'm caught up. I'm caught up on the most recent <laughs> season of Young Sheldon. Yay! And I kind of like this season better than the other ones because they're not so Sheldon centric. Oh good. They're starting to I think we're I think you're one season ahead, so that's actually exciting to know because Sheldon gets he's so annoying. I need something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean they've got now I think there's like four or five different storylines going oh, that aren't okay. that aren't part of Sheldon. So cool. it's kind of I mean he pokes his little stuff. Oh in there, yeah. I mean but, he's got it. But it's not all about him, which is kind of nice. Yeah. That's exciting. And sometimes they're all running uh, simultaneously. Speaking simultaneous, do you say simultaneous or simultaneous? I say simultaneous. What do you say? All right. I say simultaneous okay. too, but I heard somebody say simultaneous the other day and I was like oh, really? my little head went like a dog going. Well, is that right? Simultaneous? I haven't heard yeah. it that way. Well words words are so strange. So I was, I was sitting at dinner, mom was over for dinner the other day, and we were talking about heating units. And she called something the radiator. The radiator? I, the radiator. I, the, for whatever reason, as soon as you say that, I think rutabaga. And so you've got yeah. the radiator rutabaga on a mutabaga. That, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. And I looked and I said, you mean a radiator? She's like, yeah, radiator. <laughs> like, No, radiator. Okay. How, do you say the, how do you say the word R-A-D-I-A-T? She says, radiate. I said, okay. How do you say R A? D I A T O R radiator like no 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 no, no, no. no, no. it's <laughs> it's the same word come on <laughs> it's this, yeah it's only got O R at the end anyway words are funny so uh, and then uh, while I was dad sitting the other night I binged the entire season of Cowboy Bebop oh bop. on Netflix I don't know if you've heard of this or not but. Um, I think I have. I haven't seen anything about it. I don't know anything about it, but okay. I think I've heard of it. It's It's got the Asian guy in from um, uh, White Castle movie. Oh, John Cho. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. He's the, he's the lead he, character. He's on the show. John Cho is on the show. On the show. He's the lead character on the show. Yes. So apparently there is an anime cartoon of the same name. And so this show is based on it. 
Oh, yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard of the cartoon. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the cartoon, but I think that's the one I've heard, yeah. Not that it actually uh, mattered. I'm not actually adding to the conversation, apparently. Like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that, but I haven't seen or know anything about it. Oh, no, I was wrong. It's the other one I saw that I haven't seen and don't know anything about. <laughs> so, yeah, we are all enlightened. The CEUs are just flowing right now. Flowing, flowing. Talk about barely information facts. Right, uh, right. <laughs> got him. Right, that's like, that's like, that's like the joke about the gal that went into the pharmacy and she needed some pads for her down there <gasps> because, you know, it was that time of the month. Okay. And the pharmacist says, well, what kind of flow do you have? And she says, it's linoleum. What difference does that make? <laughs> and Okay. <laughs> uh, but Cowboy... I know, yeah, but, but Cowboy Bebop, uh, it's very violent. So if you're a sense of pup and you don't like violence, oh. you may not like it. It's very, Good to know. very violent. I think the body count, I, I'd have to say the entire series, the body count probably rivals that of John Wick, if you've ever... I, well, I do love John Wick. Okay. But... Do you know that John Wick has one of the highest body counts in all moviedom? I did not know that. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, he he's a crazy cow like that, I guess. Crazy, crazy cow. Yeah. So. Oh my cow. What if you you? I can't. Why my voice seems to be cracking a little bit. Apparently, I didn't uh, didn't listen very well to Ben when he told us how to be a voice actor. Yeah, work on that. But what have you been watching? Well, I I do need to start watching Agris Agrisuko. Agritsuko, uh, yes. Which every other fur knows about and, and everything, but I, I need to start watching it. Well, that's because you were focused, you were hyper-focused on Jack and I was so and Legoshi. So, you know, I know. It's, oh, I know. Can't yeah. help. I, I'm glad you understand, so that's true. But now I know to do that. And so for every fur, as Barely mentioned, the guest coming up in a little bit on on this uh, today's podcast, podcast, whatever, I don't know what it's called. But um, is Ben Diskin the, the voice actor for both of those? And so we'll talk a little bit about Jack and, and Beastars and Agrisuko. Anyway, so I need to start watching that. But what we have watched, we finished season two of Lock and Key. We talked about that, I think, last week. And yes, we, finished, yes, we, we finished season four, the most recent season of Cobra Kai. And um, and at the very end of the last episode, like yes. at the very end before they roll the credits, it says, there will be another season. So we can Ooh, all be excited about that. How exciting. Ooh. Yes. Hooray. <laughs> I, I know how much you are excited about that, but I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, so, and then Pretty Smart, I talked about that. Yes. Oh, yeah, with, with Gabby from uh, Young and Hung- Hungry Dead and yeah. how she's, she's better now in, in this one. And we f- finished the first season. There's only 10 episodes. And mm-hmm. two notable, just little dialogues. Yes. From one is... I don't remember exactly what they're doing, something about. So there's Selena and Grant and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And Selena is, I don't know, she's listening with everyone to her memos that her memos are talking to her or something because she recorded mm-hmm. them, the voice and all that stuff. And Selena says, I like how it reads out loud. And Grant says, Grant's not the smartest pickle in the haystack. So he's not the smart of pretty smart? He's not the smart of pretty smart. He's the he's actually okay. the pretty gotcha. of pretty smart, but he's not the smart of pretty smart. Okay. Or one Pretties. Anyway, I'll so get you, my he says that should be a thing. He says they they should call it a sound book. And Chelsea says, "You mean an audio book?" And Grant says, "No, a sound book." 
Okay. I, it's just funny. And then the yeah. second thing, so there's Jaden. Jaden's the gay boy in, of the of the show. Not that there's anything wrong no, with that. No, I mean, <laughs> I just have to point that out, even though it has nothing to do with like okay, the skit or anything. So What you're going to say. But, yeah. but anyway, they said there's a gay boy. Every fur watch out. No, but so uh, Jaden okay. and Claire are talking about their problems and their feelings for Dave and Grant. And uh, it doesn't, I mean, you have to see the episode. So there's Dave, Grant and everything. And Jaden and Claire are talking about them. And Jaden, because, right. well, I guess I should say Claire is having like boy troubles because there's Dave and there's Grant and boy troubles. So they're talking about it. And Jaden says, well, you have to do what's in your heart and go with your feelings. And Claire says, you know, you're right. I guess I just have to let sleeping dogs cry. And that was just hilarious. It's just so... <laughs> anyway, Claire is a little bit of yeah. a blonde, too. But anyway, it, it's... It sounds it sounds like a cool show, because I, I think they like plays on words, which yeah. I like. No, they it, it is. So those kind of it, things... The first episode yeah. is... I mean, it's not horrible, but it's like... It just seems like it's mediocre yeah. and everything, but you know, you watch it. And it, it turned out to be, I think, a pretty good show. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if there's a season two, anyway. So yeah, well, I, you know, we made a pun earlier today about say, taking something for granted, yeah, yeah, and that was they used that line on Friends years ago. Oh, uh, Phoebe mm-hmm. said, "Take it for granted," and then because she says, she says, "Well, you know what it is? It's a doggy dog world." <laughs> yeah, and they're like, <laughs> "What?" She says, yeah, it's a doggy dog world. It's all about doggies. You're like, no, that's not, that's, not, that's not that phrase. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. Like, <laughs> that's adorable. That's cute. It's a doggy dog. Yeah, it's a doggy Ewee, dog world. Ewee, doggy dog. Ewee, doggy doggy. dog. Okay. But yeah, so that's my media for the week. <laughs> that's your media for the week. Okay. Well, you know what? I would like to get to place of this or that with you before we get to Ben. So I have one little tiny thing to say before we play this or that. Okay. What is your tiny thing? It's a random thing that came. So in my email, I, I, I'm subscribed to like this math service thing and stuff. And every now and then, I don't know, I get mm-hmm. crazy random things in there for some reason. And a random thing that came in my email recently was, the question was, this is like a question answer form thing. And the question was, how did Gollum know Frodo was, well, Frodo? Gollum never met Frodo before, and somehow he knew Frodo was a Baggins. Any explanations? Okay. Someone had his explanation, which is, that isn't obvious. I've reread the chapter where Frodo and Sam meet Gollum in the Emian Mule, and they didn't introduce themselves explicitly. But it was clear to Gollum that Frodo bore the ring and was Sam's master. So I, I didn't know he was Sam's master, but okay. He may also have recognized a physical resemblance to Bilbo. Also, he had been tracking them all the way since Moria and may have overheard something say Frodo's name. Uh, yeah. Fro- and that is the end of that. So it wasn't really an answer, just like a mm-hmm. like conscious dump of speculations. And I thought I'd share that with every fur because, well, iwi. And, you know, we talked about Bilbo Baggins a number of episodes ago, and I dropped in the clip of Spock singing Bilbo Baggins. Did you? Leonard Nimoy singing. He had a song called Bilbo Baggins that he sang. I'll have to go back and listen to that. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, Leonard Leonard Nimoy actually recorded a, a singing album where he sang songs on it. Oh, and, I do remember something about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was coming back and one of them that. was the the uh, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> nice, nice. Have to go so, back to that, right? Yeah.
All right, this or that. I have this book of yes. three thousand and one. This or that questions, and we are up to we are up to number fifty-eight of three thousand one. Yay! We, we, we have a ways. way to go. Yeah, we got a ways to go. All right. Way to would go. You, would you rather... <laughs> yo, dude. Hey, way to go. Gnarly. Catch some tubes, man. Anyway, would you, would you rather sleep upside down or swim right side up? That makes no sense. What is that kind of question? Is that, that makes anyway. absolutely no... So I'll not just even go the ahead and... Thing. They're not I think I'll just <laughs> go ahead and swim right side up. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> Swell. Uh, would you rather be struck by lightning or um, get swept up in a tornado? Uh, I don't like either choice. Okay. I think as long as the tornado is using a Hoover, um, mm -hmm. I'd be okay being swept up. <laughs> yes. But actually, no, Hoover doesn't make like sweeping brushes, though. They only make the vacuum things. Who makes sweeping brushes? Uh, O-Cedar. So as long as the tornado is using O-Cedar... <laughs> Yeah. Then I'll just go with that. <laughs> well, there's the possibility you would be dropped in Oz, you know, if you get sucked up in a tornado. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. would be fun. So we'll it just go with that route. Right. And then getting struck by lightning, there's an old joke about four guys go golfing, and they were gone all day. All day. All they left at 8 o'clock in the morning, they got back after dark, and it was the summertime. And his wife says, well, where, what took you so long to play 18 holes of golf? He says, well, on the third hole, a, a thunderstorm came up, and, and Ralph got hit by lightning. Oh, no. And she's like, oh, that's horrible. Did you take him to the hospital? She's, he said, no. But we had to do the finish the golf, so it was always like, hit the ball, drag Ralph. Hit the ball, drag Ralph. Hit the ball, drag Ralph. <laughs> oh, Ralph. Oh. You're causing so oh, many Ralph. problems. <laughs> okay. Would you rather... Okay, this is dumb. Okay. I'm going to send a letter to these people, because <laughs> this is the dumbest question... Would you never eat pasta for the rest of your life or only eat spaghetti for the rest of your life? I'm having trouble parsing all of that. Yeah. Even. Um, I'll go with the only spaghetti, I guess. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, uh, yes. I don't know. That's just kind of a strange little thing here. All right. I am a strange little thing here. Though, I, so. Would you wear the same color every day or the same style of shirt every day? Well... I don't know. I, I think I'll save this question for later because, one, it's the shirt that won't procrastinate and uh, trying yes. to make it. My joke is not working. Throwback to, to 10 minutes yeah, ago. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that the shirt, I guess I'll wear is that one mm -hmm. that I, okay. All right. We'll just skip that. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, it's like, okay, well, I kind of wear the same style of the shirt every day. Now I wear a t-shirt every day. So I, you know, it's. Anyway. Which means that you're golfing every day, too, because you have a T-shirt. T-shirt. That's pun acceptable. Yay, right. me! Like, <laughs> would you rather have hands made of pencils or toes made of mar markers? What, what the heck? What? We're only like 58 in, and they already are losing it. They have no idea. They're just making things up. <laughs> I'll go with markers, I guess, so I can be colorful. I guess. Toe markers, I, I don't know. Okay. Okay, well, that let's was, be done with that. That's that done. was a really bad session of this or that. Sorry, folks, friends, and, uh, <laughs> and Moobark Fluff all the way around. So, yeah. <laughs> with that, this time, I would like to get to our guest, Mr... Benjamin Diskin. Diskin. Now, 
Before we get to the interview, I have to apologize ahead of time for the audio on the interview. Oh, no. I take full responsibility. It was a crappy day. I was late getting to the session. I didn't check all the channels properly. And But Bixby did an excellent job of cobbling together the interview from cloud-based backup files. Because, Yay, technology. <laughs> yes. However, he had to take a track that was already compiled together of everybody and strip my audio out because it never recorded my track. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. So, so. And and I didn't do that check that I always do. Do I have oh, all the recordings, all the recordings going? Oh, is that yeah. what happened? Okay, yeah. okay. So I see. Like, okay. So I mean, the whole thing was done. I closed it down. The next morning, I went to download all the audio, and it was like, "Where's mine? Mine? Why am I not here. talking? Yeah, yeah." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh. crap!" So anyway, okay. but thanks to Bixby, you did a great job. Kudos, extra oh, kudos, and uh, let's get to talking to Ben. Yeah, let's do that, and. Yeah. I'm really glad. That's really exciting because when I saw those in the show notes, like, oh no, what? I can't even imagine what happened. But now I I understand. So yes, kudos, Bixby, and no fur blames you barely. We all love you, and everything's going to be great. Especially now that we get to talk to Mister Mister Ben Diskin. I wag. Joining us today is Ben Diskin. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. It is wonderful to have you here. Oh, shucks. Well, Tabin usually asks some questions, so Tabin, go ahead and ask some questions to our, our wonderful, wonderful guest. Our wonderful Ben, as it were. How have you been, Ben? I, uh, ben has been good. Thank you so much, Tabin, for asking. <laughs> Thank you, Tabin. For, hey, it just works out. It was a match made in heaven or something Indeed. like that. Indeed. So, to all our furs that don't know, Mr. Ben Diskin here is this amazing voice actor that is very prolific. Ben, done the voices for many, many, many things. So first, before we get into that, tell us, Ben, and can I call you Ben, Mr. Ben? Yes, you may. I prefer that. Only my father calls me Benjamin, and only when I'm in trouble, so sure. Oh, you're not in trouble yet, so I won't act as your father. Benjamin! (laughs) There you go, exactly. So, how long have you been voice acting, and how did you get into it? Oh, okay, let's see. I think I've been voice acting for about 33 years now. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, I. So uh, you're at least 33 years old. That's correct. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I started when I was probably around. Ooh, I want to say six years old because I remember not knowing how to read, and they had scripts, and so the director would just say, "This is the line, Ben. Just say these words." And I go, "Okay." So it was that kind of thing. But yeah, it was it was, it was just commercials and for like radio and TV and stuff like that back then. And then I uh, I started transitioning away from on-camera stuff towards voiceover, mostly at around 10 years old. Still did the occasional things, but it was kind of like, oh, I, I feel like this is kind of more my speed than the on-camera stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I got into this just because both my parents are actors. They're, they're both of the, uh, the baby boomer generation, so very much the, you need to go to college, you need to get a degree, otherwise you will not get work. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. So it was, you you better make sure you have some income so that you'll be able to pay for college once that comes around. And so that was the whole point, was just work as a kid, save up some money, and then pay for college. And I did, and I went to college, and I got a degree, and it wound up absolutely not helping me at all because the voiceover thing just stuck around. So it was like, oh, cool. Well, my mom's happy. So my degree is hanging up in my parents' place. So that's that's nice for them. (laughs) It's very nice. What, What was the degree in? Uh, television and film. Oh, okay. Related, but not the, the same avenue, as it were. Yeah, you 
no, but I mean, basically, it's, uh, I know, I know what the phrase mise-en-scene means. I can make jokes about rolling some duct tape around the floor and say, tape's rolling, everybody, be quiet. <laughs> That's basically all I remember <laughs> from the entire, like, four years that I went to college to get that, so. Well, that yeah. was a four years well worth spent, let me Boy, tell you. Boy, <laughs> howdy, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm advocating uh, people don't get an education, they should, but. You know, maybe not for everyone, I guess. It's not for everyone. So it, it turns out that you are very prolific as, you know, been doing this a long time, obviously. And so uh, could you remind some of us furs and our listeners, what are some of the things that you have done and stuff? Oh, okay. Let's see here. <laughs> I'm definitely not looking myself up on BTVA right now. That would be good, cheating. Okay, good. That would uh, be cheating. Um, let's see. I'm in a Bebo. Uh, Saves Christmas is Bebo, which is also on the, the CW in um, the uh, Arrowverse stuff. I'm uh, Skeletor and Prince Keldor in He-Man uh, and the Masters of the Universe, the uh, the CG animated one. Daiki Aumine in Kuroko's Basketball, Lemris and Sig in Puyo Puyo Tetris, I'm Joseph Joestar in JoJo's Part 2, Young Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts, uh, number one and number two from Codename Kids Next Door, um, Lawrence and Kaspar in Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, um, Gonzo and Rizzo in Muppet Babies, I should probably stop talking because this is going to keep going for, oh, but, but the things that, that furries might actually care about, which I probably should have led with, um, uh, hi, I'm Haida in Agretzko, and I'm also, um, Shiro Ogami in BNA, and Jack in Stars, and also, um, Humphrey from the Alpha and Omega sequels, but we don't really need to talk about that. But we don't really, <laughs> and, and literally, that's like, really only 1% of, of all you've done. All you furs out there, go... Go check out his wiki and see all the many things he's been on. But yes, so many things and so many things to talk about. And you mentioned you are the voice of Jack on Beastars. And that, I wag so hard about that. That's amazing. How did uh, that come about? How did you get that part? Well, let's see. So Jack in Beastars, uh, a funny story. So I originally auditioned for the show and they only had two roles available to audition for. One of them was obviously Legoshi and then the other one was Louie. I tried out for both of them. I didn't get them. Oh, really? I know. Shocking. <laughs> uh, but I got a call from Bob Buckles, who's the, uh, the director, saying, hey, listen, we liked your stuff. We didn't want you for either one of these roles, but we do have a role for you. Hope you, uh, you want to be on the show. And I said, oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, what character? And he said, Bill. <laughs> Bill? <laughs> Bill the Tiger, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And I remember hearing that, and I'm like, huh, Bill. Because I'd read the manga, and I was familiar with the show, and I'm like, Bill. Bill. Bill? Bill? Me? Bill? <laughs> God, no, I'm wrong for this character. And so, like, I normally don't do this, but I, like, wrote back to him, and I said, hey, um, listen, I've been thinking about this all weekend. Look, I, I really want this show to sound good. I'll be honest with you. You could get somebody so much better for Bill. Please give this role to somebody else. I'm just not right for it. <laughs> and then he wrote back and he said, "Oh, well, that's I'm I'm sorry to hear. You know, we do have this other one though. It's uh this uh this guy named Jack. You want to play Jack?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I could nail Jack. Bad choice of words, but still, yeah." <laughs> but yes, uh that and that's how I got it is is by turning down Bill. That's they hired me for Jack. You 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 do. You obviously know it's a furry podcast by um the words you just said. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Let's keep this PG, Ben. No. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm so glad we haven't scared you off yet. Um us on the other on the other paw, I must say. Um so yeah, that's really cool and interesting about the Bill thing. Definitely I, I could see like, yeah, you, you wouldn't exactly that's not that's not quite you, but yeah, Jack totally is the part 
So what is your favorite part um, of working on, on Beastars? And what's it work like working with Jonas Scott and, and everyone and all that good stuff? Oh, boy, that's well, that that second part is hard to answer because uh, like all anime, we do this uh, one character at a time. And so because Jack has so much so, so many fewer lines than Lego, she does. I basically wind up like finishing the entire season as Jack in like maybe two sessions. So oh, okay. like I'm completely done before I even hear any of like uh, Jonah's performance. So I'm just like, well, I hope it sounds good because I don't know. <laughs> and then I'll get I'll get some sort of like a message from him like on like Messenger going, you sound great. I, I sound terrible. Oh, God, everybody's going to hate this. And I have to write back and I'm like, no, Jonah, you, you sound good and you're a good actor. Trust me, it's going to be great. It's like, are you sure? Like, yes, you're, you're still talented, just like you were in season one. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> go away all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, still no. Still got it. You still yeah. got it. You still got it. You can still play the Lego boy. Um yeah, it's <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it's a fun show. I, I guess my favorite part is just I, I it's nice to play like the one just sort of innocent character who's just trying to live his life in the series with so much drama and violence. It's just like, hi, I'm Jack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean I'm sure he has his own dramatic moments coming up, but it's not as bad as like yeah, anyway, so I'm going to go murder somebody. See ya. Like, that's not a... Yeah, yeah that's... Yeah, no. That That is very true. So do any of the shows you work on, are you ever in a studio with a bunch of other actors, or do you do it all solo, and then they just piece it all together now? Uh, so, let's... Well, <laughs> that's hard to say. It used to be, in original animation, we'd all get together in one room, and we all act alongside each other. Anime, no. It's always been uh, separate, just because dubbing at the same time is really not good unless the picture is like very very incomplete and we're not dubbing to completed picture but we always are so yeah but now with covid being a thing we're all kind of doing everything remotely so sometimes it's kind of like we get on zoom so we can hear each other but then we record ourselves and we send in our audio files and then they mix it together oh wow much like the podcast right now exactly yes (laughs) wow that's very cool so so you like working on it but it's, it's not like the normal like when I think of someone working on a big project with something, I, I think of, okay, they're together and everything. And so they get to have like this rapport between other actors working on the show and everything. But it is kind of separate at, at times for you then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, for I mean, for anime, a lot of times is like, I'm going to a convention. I guess I'm going to meet people for the first time who I've been on stuff with. You know, it's that kind of thing. Or it's like we all just kind of like kind of know each other. And so we all go get coffee together or, or, or beers or something like that. And it's like, oh, you're the guy who's in the thing with me doing the other thing. Oh, okay. Now I got a face and a name. To, ah, neat. You did such a great job when you did that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That thing that you did with the thing. It was fantastic that we probably can't talk about because non-disclosure agreement. But yeah, good work. How do you sound different in real life than you do when you're on recording? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd be cool. Ugh. <laughs> Speaking of cool, what is your favorite thing about... I think I actually know. You already said this, but what is your favorite thing about Jack? Uh, my favorite thing about Jack is that he is a dog, and I love dogs. They're very <gasps> cute and very sweet. It turns out I'm one of those. Excellent. Well, then you are excellent by default because you are a dog. By no fault of your own that's the default i like i i wag once again i wag this is turning out so great <laughs> so this i happen to just see just today you actually tweet about this but for every for let them know how do you pronounce lagoshi 
Oh, yes, it's pronounced Legoshi. It is based on Bela Lugoshi, who uh, everybody calls Bela Lugosi, which is not the actual way to pronounce his name. So basically, his character's name is actually pronounced Legoshi, not Legosi. And that's just something that people kind of get a little uh, a little twisted. But yeah, that's what that is. So th- we are saying it right. And and I mean, you don't want it to be Lego C because that's the, the below-grade version of Lego. So you want the Lego A, not that's the Lego right. C. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> great, great joke. <laughs> I took a long... I got there eventually but um i had to work for it so thank you so much for that so yeah you so you do voices in anime video games and quote-unquote western animation seems to be the main styles so do you approach these different styles differently or do you have like a common way you kind of approach all three of these different styles it's not about the medium, it's about the project. Because, for instance, there are anime out there that have, like, this very, very grounded, like, neutral tone that sounds like, like, oh, I'm watching some, like, on-camera crime drama, that kind of thing. And then you also have, you know, children's anime, which is has a lot of that, like, let's go save the world, guys! Yeah! That sort of sound. You know, and so you'd have, obviously, if it's like, hey, guys, let's go solve a murder! Yeah! Like, that sounds terrible, so you wouldn't right. approach it that way. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, no. Also, like a lot of Western animation nowadays is is leaning away from like very cartoony voices and going for more natural sounding voices. So oh, really? it's yeah, there's a lot of like mixture nowadays. So I, I approach each project just sort of by itself without really much consideration about uh, video games or anime or, or pre-layered Western animation, that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's definitely what does this project call for? That's 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 how it goes. It all has like its own, and every project has its own context. And so you have to pay attention to that. So that yes. Yeah. So then I was going to say, which do you prefer? But they're all different. Is there a type, maybe some genre or some type of thing you, you really prefer? I like doing comedies. They're fun. I, I like being funny more than I like being dramatic. I guess if it's something funny, I will definitely get a kick out of it. If it's something like super serious, then I'm like, okay, all right, can I throw a joke in there, please? This is very sad. So, yeah. <laughs> so Beastars, then, for you, must be very interesting, I would imagine, because Jack, as you said, he's like the happy pup. He's the, the excited one, and he doesn't tell, like, jokes all the time, but, you know, he's he's happy and bubbly, but then there's all this other, I don't want to say decay <laughs> around you, but, you know, there's all these other kind of downer things around you. So is that right? That is kind of an interesting experience since you like the comedy a little bit more? Sort of, yeah. I mean, Jack still has his, like, his sad moments for sure, and I'm sure in season three he's gonna probably go through some stuff he went through in the manga, which is more serious, but it's not too crazy for me, because the show is not really a comedy, and my character isn't necessarily comic relief, but he's definitely the more lighthearted person. Kind of like the person who's just sort of smiling and walking around going like, everything's fine, making himself some coffee while the building is on fire. And he's like, no, 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 I'm sure it'll work out. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I swear it's fine. So it's, it's, it's uh, sadness and comedy mixed together. <laughs> it, it's, it's a tangled world in which we live, I guess. Yes. I, <laughs> so every project is a different context. And so you have to approach those just within that context, within that lens. Now, for each of these projects, are they all your own creation or something that gets developed? Well, I guess you said they already had the idea of, you know, Bill and ask you for Bill and everything. Is that an outlier or do you normally come in and have your own spin on the character? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. So, like, I definitely can't come in and, like, bowl over the director and go, no, we're doing things my way. It's it's definitely like, you know, like, oh, well, how do, how do, how do the, if it's the case of anime, for instance, how did the original 
performance go? What was the original intent? Let's try to stick kind of close to that. And then in some cases, it's, you know what? That didn't work. That's not working for an American audience. So we have to like shift away from that. So, hmm. Yeah, I, I would say like most of the time I'll try to come in with an idea of the character, but it's it's always a, a, a lump of wet clay. It's never a finished product. It's yes, let's let's shape this thing into something else if it's not quite working. So the goal is as an actor is I'm trying to help you make a good show, but I'm definitely not going to tell you what that show is. So like I will be malleable is the idea. Malleable. This is a wonderful word. Say that word again. Malleable. <laughs> you say it so Malleable. Well. Maliable, even. You have to put this emphasis on the right syllable. Correct. Yeah. Excuse me, correct. Cor- yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. So the end product of the show will probably just, you know, generally speaking, I would imagine, generally be what was meant to be, but it's maybe morphed into something a little bit different than originally accepted. Yeah, I, I, sure. I, I can say that, sure. That was yeah. That was a complicated was, train of thought, David. It was a sentence right there, yeah. I don't even... <laughs> I don't even know how, who am I and where did Taven wow. go? I mean, come on. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> I I think the last word I said wasn't a real word, but I, I made it through. I, I I pushed through. I weigh. That's that's the sentence there that go, I yeah. just said. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of another current show that you're on is Gretsuko. In case you didn't know, that's a show you're currently working on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> Technically, I'm not, because, I mean, like, we, we finished season four, so I'm, I'm back to being unemployed. Oh, well, well, well. And as we say here in the, in the Potterverse, that's three holes in the ground. <laughs> well, 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 ah. <laughs> so, uh, could you tell us, because actually, this pup has never seen a Gritsuko. Oh, I'm so naughty, but I, I admitted my fallacies. So, could you please tell us and any fur that doesn't know about this show that is a very popular show? Could you tell us a, about the show and tell us about your character? Yeah, sure. Agretzko is a show about a young woman who is a red panda, and she works in the accounting department of a trading firm in Japan. It's basically sort of a slice-of-life rom-com. It's about her trying to figure out what she wants out of life, how to deal with various stresses at work, how to deal with parental figures and romance and all sorts of things that just keep happening to her and trying to figure out just how to like live a quiet, peaceful life, despite the fact that life just does not seem to want to let her live a quiet, peaceful life. Oh, poor Panda. Yeah, yeah, but she's cool. And uh, her her shtick is that in order to deal with the stresses at work, she has a secret, which is that she goes to karaoke parlors and screams death metal. It's a show by the guys who made uh, Hello Kitty about a swearing red panda who screams death metal. It's it's a nice. very unusual show, but it's very charming. It's very charming all at the same time. Yes. Very good. And and it's about a pet panda. Why? I'm, I mean, it's a furry thing. Why have I not seen this yet? I don't know. But I am just a pup. I don't do things. And so what is your character on the show? Sure. My character, his name is Haida. Uh, he is a hyena who works in the same uh, department as her. Um, and he has a crush on her and she does not know he exists. So he's like the, please notice me. And she's just like, anyway, I'm going to go do literally anything else. And so then he's like, oh God, my life sucks. And then he drinks himself into a stupor. <laughs> I mean, right there that uh, you got me hooked. Is there, I thought I heard, is there's a season five coming out, isn't there? Uh, yeah, we did get confirmed for season five, but I don't know when it's going to come out and I don't know what it's going to be about. Oh, you were in the dark. I am totally in the dark. Yes. I'm sure each episode will be about 30 minutes. Um, or 22. Probably more like 15 or 10. Oh, 15 they, they, or oh. 10. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. This, is, this show, you can binge 
like every season in like maybe two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, I've got my lunches uh, like spread out for me for the next like week, I guess. That's all. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. So, okay, well, you kind of just said, I was going to say, what other projects are you working on? But maybe you're in between projects now. Oh, yeah. Well, also, like, there are certain things I can't talk about because if I talk about them, I'll get in trouble. So I am working on some stuff and they're cool and they're neat. And they're neat. <laughs> they're That's neat. all I need to know. I wag. That is all I need to know. Excellent. So I'm exciting. I will be. I'm exciting. I mean, I'm excited. And I'll be looking for it. I'm very not exciting, so let's not do that. <laughs> uh, maybe you're exciting, too. You can be both. I can be, be both. <gasps> I'll just be both. I be both. And I also be asking you another question, if you're ready, Mr. Ben. That's a segue if I ever heard one, baby. Yeah. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> my, my English word down on the na 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 I don't even know what's going on. So I'm going to ask you some questions that you get asked all the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> You'll be like, Taven, please don't ask. Because, well, as you said, you, everyone's asked me this all the time. But I'll ask you anyway, because I am just a pup. So, okay. what are your favorite and, so basically two separate questions, oh. your favorite and most challenging roles? Okay. I mean, that changes, like, on the daily. Right now, it's still Hyda from Agretzko because season four just came out. And I'm like, I, I, this is, listen, if you want me to go down a rabbit hole, I can talk about this show for, like, hours on end. It, like, this podcast will never end and you'll want to kill me. But I love that show very much and I love my character, well, most of the time. And uh, the most challenging role? I mean, vocally, it would probably be Venom from Spectacular Spider-Man because it was just this massive, it was like swallowing glass every session. It was just a very, very vocally stressful voice to do. From an acting perspective, not necessarily the most challenging, but just like a lot of stuff at all times. So was that for the movie? Uh, No, Spectacular Spider-Man was an animated series in the early mid-2000s, I think, 2008, I want to say. Venom is now becoming more and more prolific in stuff, yes. so that's why I was just kind of wondering. So. Yes, our good buddy Tom Hardy, nailing it in the, uh, the movie roles. Yeah. Very cool. He likes his French bread. It's very hearty. What? No. That, no. I mean, I, I, no. You know? No. No. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> that's going to be edited out. It's, it's well, <laughs> or, or they're going to be some really bad sound effects that go over that. Exactly. That's the one of them, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, you segued actually nice into what I have to ask now about your Ooh. vocal range. So oh. you've been in many different roles for many different you know reasons and things like that. You must have, you have this huge vocal range from high to low to, you know, all the technical terms in between. Did it take a lot of work to get where you are today or was it natural? So when I was, I want to say 16, I was still being hired for and auditioning for the role of the young boy in everything because I was the young boy. And I was like, oh, but I, I want to try other things. I want to be like, oh, I want to be the old man and I want to be the, you know, the, the middle-aged man and I want to be the monster. And I would be routinely told by casting directors like, oh, no, thank you. Just, here's, here's your role. Audition for this. And when I was 16, it like for some reason, a casting director, uh, I will not mention who they are, uh, said to me, like, I, I wanted to audition for the, 
the, the villain in a show. And they said in an extremely patronizing tone, they were like, no, the bad guy is in his 50s. Why don't you read for the little boy? And that was like the straw that broke the camel's wow. back. So I was just like, that effing does it. I'm going to stretch my vocal range as far as humanly possible. I'm going to play everything but the little kids. And so that's, so I, I basically just worked on it a lot for many, many years, just stretching and pulling and stretching and pulling until I was able to go really, really, and really, really low. And, um, <laughs> All of that, all of that twisting and turning of my voice has probably messed me up in some way, but I'm very delighted to play a wide range of characters now. And I mean, as far as advice uh, for anybody who wants to do that, it, it's basically a muscle. It's it's the same. It's like if you want to get flexible, well, you don't slam yourself down into the splits, but you do slowly but surely stretch out every day, every day, every day until finally eventually you'll get there. And that's the same idea. So you you try to like do the highest pitched voice you possibly can, even if it's just, it's just this, I'm doing this the best I can do. The lowest voice, even if this is the lowest thing I can do. And eventually you start pulling it higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And then lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And then and it, eventually you wind up getting that kind of range and then you start figuring out how can I act through this voice. And then, uh, yeah, and then you make sure you have uh, some some good throat care remedies on hand, like um, tea, cough syrup, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Work those muscles. Do it. Like Richard Simmons would say, I guess. (laughs) Squeeze that throat. (laughs) Squeeze that. Squeeze that. (laughs) Squeeze those together, ladies. Make one good one out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, indeed. (laughs) Oh, oh, my cow. That's what. Oh. So more stuff that you've done. As if I mean, there's more. Can you you believe it? There's even more. Every fur out there. Can you believe there's even more he's done? So Mr. Ben here has also done some acting in film. You've done some live acting in film and TV. Some uh, again, lots of stuff out there. As I say, every fur check out Ben's wiki. He's uh, got all his stuff. His his TV, his film, his everything. So voice acting and live acting are of course obviously different things. But I think. I would imagine different people would approach the the two things in different ways and have their own different viewpoints about what's different for them. So what is the differences between the things for you and how does that make you feel? Sure. Okay. Let's see. It makes me feel fat. No, I'm just kidding. No, it makes it's a. Uh, the difference is uh, one you gotta memorize your dang lines for, which is something I'm not uh, fond of, and it also means you have to be kind of paying close attention to what your body is doing, what your face is doing, what your hands are doing, what where you're standing, and all that stuff, which is not necessary. So, I mean the. The, the interesting thing about it is that when you are when you're doing on camera work, you're basically you have all of your different senses about you. You can the way you're looking at somebody, the way you're moving, the way you're you're gesturing and of course your voice and all that stuff. It all plays into it. But when you're doing voiceover, none of that stuff really matters. So you have to focus 100 percent on the way you sound. And it's interesting because when you see people who are primarily on camera, people doing voiceover, what you'll hear, for instance, is as an example, the line is, I don't know. Give that back. Here's the line. Give that back. Give that back. Give that back. And those are three takes. And there you go, what did you think of those three takes? And you go, they all sound exactly the same. But what you don't realize is that the actor is actually 
changing their body language and making a different face as they say the exact same thing that sounded the exact same way because they're so used to performing with their body. And when you're in voice, you can't do that. So it really depends on like what direction you're coming from. Like I look at on camera and I go, oh my God, I have to remember all this stuff and I, I have to be like cognizant of what my body is doing. Oh no, oh, I hate this. And then they come into voiceover and they're like, wait, I can't use all the tools in my arsenal. Oh my God, I hate this. So it's like, there's, there's a learning curve in both i mean they don't not everybody hates it that's not fair yeah. but but like uh but yeah so i mean the, the one exception where things are like kind of in the middle is motion capture for video games where you do have to remember stuff but you're also not necessarily in wardrobe and makeup you have a bunch of dots all over your face and you're wearing a, an outfit that has a bunch of like uh, uh balls of tape that can be tracked mm-hmm. um and then you're so it's you still got to remember your lines but there's not like an actual world around you it's just a bare stage with like some basic props and then there's also a lot of voiceover connected with that where it's like all right this is this scene is going to be motion captured but then we're going to do the rest of it in a voiceover booth so it's kind of like you kind of have your cake and you eat it too it's that sort of thing that's kind of like the oh. that's kind of like the couple that went to the orphanage to uh, adopt a, a little girl and they brought out uh, Kate and Edith but the woman couldn't decide and they said well you can't have your Kate and Edith too. Ah. Uh, uh, oh. Uh. That's nice. That's a much better joke than I was going to make cuz I was going to talk about Haru and rabbit holes. So I mean good oh. work cover going to go into that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, way to keep it clean. That was much better. So, so you've actually um won some things too. Tell us about your young artist and Emmy Awards. Oh, okay, sure. The Young Artist Award, that was actually for a movie I did called Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he plays a cop who's pretending to be a kindergarten teacher undercover. Is that 80s? And, I'm sorry? Was that from 80s? Uh, yes. Yeah. I want to say late 80s. Old school, okay. Or, or early 90s, probably, when it finally mm-hmm. came out. We recorded it in late 80s. But uh, yeah, uh, that was just, it was, it was for the entire ensemble, for all the kids. So like everybody who was a kid in the classroom was like part of that. And uh, the, the Emmy Award I got was for uh, Baby Gonzo and Baby Rizzo in the 2018 CG animated Muppet Babies reboot, um, nice. which, yeah, I, that was one of those things I'm like, well, I mean, I'll go to this event, but like, I ain't going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got surprised and I'm like, oh, I better thank everybody who worked on it real fast because I don't really have anything planned. So that was, yeah, that was fun. That's cool. So were you, cool. so you were a child in kindergarten cop? Is that what I'm hearing? You were yes. a child actor. So, cause they filmed that up here in Astoria in Oregon. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. They did. That's yeah. craziness. Yeah. See, you, you earned right there. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you, you were a youngin' back then. I sure was. Uh, I was a wee lad. Wee. A wee lad. Weren't wee, wee all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's very cool. So, so you didn't know when you went to the Emmys, you didn't know. They just said, you're, you're nominated, come to this and have fun with popcorn or something. I wish. No, I had to like rent a tux and look all fancy and stuff. I was like, can I just show up wearing like cargo pants and a stupid graphic tee? And they were like, no, it's a nice event, Ben. I'm like, all right, <laughs> mm. so I got dressed and looked nice and then I got surprised. And so, yeah, surprise. So when they read your name, what happened to you? I think I like stumbled out of my chair and went, what the F? And then like, went up on stage and didn't say that, thankfully, into the microphone. Um, and, and then I don't remember exactly what I said. All I remember is I quickly just said, oh, I want to thank. And then like diarrhea of the mouth, every single name I could possibly think of who worked on the show. And then went, thank you so much. Goodbye. And then like ran off stage because I thought somebody was playing a prank and was going to take it away. 
Uh, yeah, good for you. And to this day, they rue the day they weren't faster and could take that away before you got off stage. So, someday they'll find out where I live and they'll come get it. That's that's what I'm waiting for. And where that's is it, it sitting right now? Um, it is not sitting in the bathroom, which is okay. always where everybody thinks it is. No, it's um, I have like a a bookshelf. Why would you put your Emmy in the bathroom? I think it's a joke. I believe. Okay. I think, but it seems like the most common joke is everybody goes like, what, "What do you use it for? Do you put like toilet paper rolls on it?" <laughs> And I'm like, no. no. So, no, it's, I keep it clean-ish, and it stands on a, a bookshelf uh, that that contains no books because I am a, a, a gross uh, a Philistine, and I don't read. I just play video games. Nice. So it's full of video games. Nice. My video game cabinet Very... and my Emmy cabinet. Nice. So, every fur is going to be excited to know, if they don't know already, <gasps> you, Mr. Ben, you were a guest of honor at AnthroCon 2019. <gasps> Correct. All you furs, jump up and down and wag your tails and all that if you didn't know, because that's all exciting. So, yes, Ben, you were, I guess, if honored, AnthroCon 2019. I was at AnthroCon only once, and in 2018, I missed you by a whole year, which is a very long time, actually. So I don't know why I bring that up. So never mind. Okay. But, (laughs) so... Well, thanks what for that I... useless information. We I am to... so happy to give you useless information. That's I'm good very, boy. I'm very good at that. <laughs> Tummy rubs for you all around. Oh. Yay. I, I'm a pup with really useless information. I'm also good at pointing out the very, very obvious. Mm. For example, well, this is obvious to you, Mr. Ben. How did okay. that come about that you became guest of honor at Anthrocon? Uh, let's see. Sir... I think what happened was they just sent an email to my agent saying, Hey, uh, can we get Ben? And I said, yes. <laughs> and they went, okay, cool. I don't know why I'm making them sound like that, but yeah, that's... Kind of like us <laughs> getting you on the show here. It's like, exactly. hey, uh, can we have Ben? Sure, yes. okay, here you go. <laughs> that's basically how it goes. <laughs> I wish there was a more interesting story. Like, yes, I, I fought off a polar bear for the opportunity. It's okay, it was just it was a guy in a fursuit, and he went down like a sack of bricks. Let me, turns uh-huh. out it wasn't necessary, and I'm in trouble with the local police, but I got in. So there's a story about someone, I think a dither, or someone on Twitter that had a fursuit for you. Yes, Dither, I believe his Twitter name is Ditherkins, I believe, is a fursuit maker. And uh, he reached out to me when he found out that I was going to be doing conventions in general. And he said, like, hey, I feel like you're probably going to get invited to a big one like Anthrocon or Midwest Fur Fest or something like that. I'm going to make you a fursuit. And I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Did you know what a fursuit is? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no I, I, I'm not completely oblivious. Mostly. Like 90%, but at least 10%. I'm like, no, nah, I know what that is. And I was like, oh. That's so nice of you, because listen, you know, I get I get like messages from people who are very well meaning, but like it's like I'm gonna make my own cartoon and you're gonna be the lead. And I'm like, cool, and like that <laughs> never happens. And so this dude just keeps emailing me, or like it's not email like Twitter DMing, like images from like a 3D printer for like this full Haida head, and he goes, What do you think of this? And I'm like, uh, that looks good. Yeah. Wow. Can you do maybe a few changes? And he's like, yeah, you mean like this? And I'm like, yeah, that looks really good. Uh, cool. And then, so he's like, Hey, I found out about Anthrocon. So don't worry. I'm going to be there and I'm going to give it to you in person. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And so, yeah. So I I went there and uh, he really did have it ready. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I went throughout the, uh, the convention just dressed as Haida from a And it was really cool. It was, it was a, I believe it's called a partial. 
fur suit, mm-hmm. I think is the term. Yes. So you, you had the paws, the hand paws, and the feet paws, the tail. Uh, no feet stuff. Uh, the tail, yes. Hands, yes. And head. And then everything else is just whatever like uh, costumes I had. Just clothes. Nice. So what did that? What did that feel like? Did you start getting into Haida and start feeling the character <laughs> once you were in the suit? Well, see, that's that's not very fair because personality-wise, I'm really, really similar to him anyway, and his voice is my regular speaking voice anyway. So, <laughs> like, yes, sure, but I was already there anyway. Nice, so, nice, nice. so, okay, okay. Big, amazingly obvious question that is on every fur's mind: Are you a furry? No, I I would describe myself as furry adjacent, uh, furry friendly. Um, but like, uh, like, like, Very friendly. do I, yeah, do I have like a fursuit of like, like, an, like my own character and stuff like that or a, 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 a fursona or like now, um, you the like, words. you're amazing. I, I well, love you. I, I did, I did my research. Let me just say, I, I found a website called E6112 or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, 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 oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I looked up some images to just be like, all right. Let me just see the worst stuff. And I saw it and I'm like, all right, you know what? If that's the worst there is, I can deal. And uh, so, yeah, (laughs) I think there was like a ratings system in that where it's like, what is literally like the lowest rated stuff? And it was just like, oh, this is horrible. Okay, All right. I've seen the worst. I'm over it. Okay, cool. You just you just kind of said some things about your past here, I think, Ben, um, inadvertently. So so that's great. That's wonderful. Um, So that's great. You know about a fursona. So have you ever thought about, well, maybe you haven't, but then think about if you had a fursona, what would it be? You know, I, I've been asked that question before and I don't really know. I like canines. So I would say probably like maybe a wolf. <gasps> I love wolfies. Oh, okay, cool. So I mean, I guess I guess a wolf, but like okay. I go back and forth between wolf and dragon and, and oh, oh, and, and also uh, a table. A table? Nice. nice. Yes. As it, my furniture sona. Furniture sona. That's your furniture <laughs> sona. <laughs> my name is Mahogany, and uh, my pronouns are table and table. There you go. Nice, nice. The you problem know, that, is you, if you go to a con that way, you just have to stand in the corner. Cause that's true, you, yeah. If you and would just, like, set things on you, they're <laughs> drinks, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, man, use a coaster. Come on. <laughs> but you'd be very helpful. You'd be very helpful. You know, and that's very interesting because um, every now and then some fur will like message me and like, I don't know if it's their phone or what, but they'll misspell my name and they'll say, hey, table, how are you doing? And it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm great. So um, it's, it's got to be one of those voice to text things. Yeah. Must be, like, Tabin, what does that even mean? You've got to mean table. OK, table. How are you doing? Uh, oh, I'm doing great. You know, the, yeah. the coke just spilled on me, but that's okay. Here comes the maid to clean it up, so everything's going to be okay. <laughs> so you are so busy with so many things. Well, typically, I mean, right now you're anyway. But uh, so you have so many things. Do you really ever get any time for yourself? And if so, what do you like to do? Do you have any hobbies, for example? Oh, um, well, I do play a lot of video games, and right now I'm stupidly obsessed with Mario Golf because I'm very, very cool. Um, and, uh, let's see. Uh, gosh, I am slowly, and I mean very slowly, but surely learning how to play the bass guitar, just because I figured, you know what, I, I had like a whole bunch of points from, a, a round one, it's, it's, it's basically anime version of Dave and Buster's, and, um, I'd accumulated like literally 
tens of thousands of tickets and they had a bass guitar. And I was like, I'm going to get that and I'm going to learn how to play it. And then I will be Haida from a Gretzko in real life. Nice. And then it turns out <laughs> it's very difficult to play because <laughs> I, I don't know how to play stringed instruments at all. And I'm like, oh, this is hard. Oops. So I'm just sort of stumbling through that right now. And yeah, that's, uh, that's I guess those are my hobbies is nice. video games and now stumbling through an instrument I really shouldn't have gotten. Have you have you played instruments? I mean, you mentioned string instruments are hard. Have you played instruments in the past of other sorts? I have played. I played uh, clarinet when I was like twelve. Um, but like, if you ask me to like play it now, so oh hey, right on, <laughs> fellow yeah. Claire. Um, yeah, it's like, hey, you can play a tin whistle, so you'd be really great at the clarinet. Like, no, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> at least that one's nice. You don't have to tune it. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, you yeah, press yeah. the keys and it makes the sound. Yeah. I'm like, ow, my fingers hurt from these strings, and the, my fingers don't bend this way. Oh no. Which yeah. is a thing in season three of Agretzko, and now I have a lot more respect for what the show was trying to say about how difficult that is. <laughs> well, you know, think of it, a nice instrument like the theremin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. I can do that. Well, you know, with your clarinet, you would do really great on uh, like string puppet shows then because you could be the nice sister because you would be the clarinet and there would be a marionette. Oof. Wow. Wow. That was, a, was a nice to try. Great length for yeah. some of these. <laughs> great length. I am a pup. I mean, respect for trying. Okay, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, it's good. Deep, deep respect. I, for trying. Do I get? Yeah. Can I have some hustle points, please? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll take hustle points for five hundred, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> so, does Jack happen to be like hanging around in the living room or anything? Because I actually would like to talk to Jack, and I have a few questions for him if he happens to be around and available. Uh, okay, yeah, hang, hang on, hang on a minute, wait, hang on a second. Jack! Jackie! Here, boy! <whistles> I heard you don't have to whistle. Come on over, they want to talk to you. Why? Hello? Hi. Oh, hi, Jack! Is that you, Jack? Yeah, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Um, pr pr pretty good. What's going on with you, uh... Taben Pup? Taben, that right? yeah. you are. Hey, how you doing? Yes, I'm a pup, and I've been a big fan of you for a long time, and you're a, a wonderful, sweet little doggy, and um, I wanted Aww. to tell you that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do so. I have, a I have a few questions for you, if you have a few minutes to partake in your answering of my questions. Uh, okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, what's so... Up? What's up? What... <laughs> So how did you get so cute and fluffy? I have to know. <laughs> well, um, uh, I mean, I don't think I'm very cute, but um, I do shampoo uh, uh, my entire body uh, multiple times a day because I kind of have um, have a little bit of a dandruff problem. But um, everybody, which everybody, of course, says, "Oh, you have a dandruff problem," which is very funny. Uh -huh. Everybody makes that joke. <laughs> but um yeah, uh so so I, as a result I I that's why I'm very fluffy. So okay, uh yeah, that's lots Cuz I have been working on do I've been trying to work on both of those myself as as a pup you see and um I'm working on it. I'm not quite there yet, but uh, I'll work on that. No, I feel you. So you and Leoshi, you have been friends since very little pups for a very very long time and that's amazing. So how and where did you two meet? Oh, uh well we met when we were kids. Actually we met kind of on a playground, and I I really did not like him at all because oh. you know he's well he's a wolf, yeah. and I'm you know 
I mean, I don't want to say I have an inferiority complex, but it's kind of, you know, he's he's big and he's 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 kind of scary and I didn't like him. So I was kind of a jerk to him. Oh, but no. But then, like, we kind of got into some fights and then we started to, like, just talk and we realized we had a lot in common and then we kind of became friends. And then he grew very, very large. And now he just sort of towers over me. But it's kind of weird because, like, his personality is exactly the way it was when we were little kids. So he's still, like, this shy, awkward guy who's, like, enormous and terrifying. So, you know, it's it's something you get used to. And you still have a little beetle pet that ended up dying, I remember. Oh, yeah, Beetley. Yeah, poor, very uncreatively named Beetley. (laughs) <laughs> but you were very, a very, very good friend to him once once that happens. Very, very good. Oh, I try. <laughs> Trying is all we can do. So yes. I have to ask, I think it's on every first mind. In case you didn't know, you're, you're on a podcast and there's a lot of first oh. listening to us right now. Hello. Hello, Hi, everybody. They're all saying hello. Yay. I don't know why I said it very gay like that, but I did. So They could I, be saying Mubark Fluff, too. They could be saying Mubark Fluff. Oh, <gasps> Jack, I should tell you about Mubark Fluff. Can I tell you about Mubark Fluff? Um, okay, sure. So Mubark Fluff, you know how in Hawaii they have the word aloha, which means like both hello and goodbye, and it's a kind of flexible type of greeting? Uh-huh. Well, in the fur, Mubark Fluff is that word. So, you know, go on and spread the word of the Mubark Fluff. It's been officially ordained, so you can officially go out and uh, spread Mubark Fluff and greet and say goodbye in the fluff like that. So now you know and you're educated. Well, thank you very much. I'll, I'll try to work it into my lexicon. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I realize it might take some time, but... Um, have you ever thought about dating Lugoshi? Oh, um, boy, you know, I don't, huh. I don't really know what that would look like. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I could, I mean, I could picture like daydreaming Legoshi. I could picture maybe angry Legoshi, but like dating him, dating Legoshi. I don't know what he would really be like, like that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question. I mean, I have a feeling he'd be very, very shy. Yeah, that sounds like him. It's, uh, I mean, listen, I like the guy, but he's really got to kind of grow a little bit of a spine. He has this whole thing with this mystery girl, and it's it's a thing. I, I, I can't get into it. I've seen some stuff in his room, but I won't embarrass the guy, but it's, oh. Pro- hmm. Probably not. Yeah, he has um <laughs> done some um kind of evilish, uh murderous things to um some certain animals before, so. Well, be, I heard they kind of deserved it, so that I'm is not going to hold that, that against him. That's, that's true. Good, good, good. Um, so, do you, Jack, have any hobbies? What do you do to pass the day? Oh, well, honestly, uh, there's there's kind of a lot of pressure on me in school to like be really, really well-read. It, it's it, it's a dog thing. They basically were bred to be very, very smart, so we kind of have to be. So I mostly just focus on my studies. You know, just playing some video games every once in a while and... You tell anybody, I will get very mad, but fetch. Don't tell anybody, but that's a thing. I, no, I, as a fellow pup, I totally understand where you're coming from there. It's, it's secret safe with me. Anybody listening to this, you did not hear that here. I just realized this is not a private conversation. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Ugh. Well, maybe well, you should design a video game called fetch. See, that's a good idea. You have, you have good, yeah. You know what? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into game design. There I hear that's go. real easy. The game and is called then Fetch. You, <laughs> then you can officially and proudly tell everyone that you play Fetch and it's not what they think. And that'll That's right. Great. I play Fetch professionally. Mm. So what do you study in school? What's your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject is, well, I mean, it's math. It's, <gasps> it's, it's, but like, I'm not, just because I'm good at it, I don't really like it though. But yeah, I guess math. 
That is so exciting because I happen to be a math pup too. And um, he is. I, I am. And so this is exciting. We are of the like fluff right there. So that's exciting to hear. And there was something you said that makes me want to. I forgot what I was going to say because as I say, I'm a pup and the fluff in the head just goes away. So I guess I won't say what I was going to say. Oh, oh, okay. Well, Moobark Fluff to you. Well, thank you, Moobark Fluff, Jack. Thank you for your time uh, talking to us in this eve. Could we talk to Ben again for a few more minutes? Yeah, I'll, I'll go get him. Hang on a second. Okay, thank you. You have a good evening. Thanks, Jack. You, you too. Ben! <laughs> ben, get back here! <laughs> okay, I, I am not deaf. You did not need to do that. Sorry. Hello? Hi. Hello, Hello hi. Ben. Welcome back, Ben. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are, oh. are you deaf now? Who? What? Yes. Hi. <laughs> yes. That is a loud yell. Anyway, hello. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know that Jack was very cordial and nice to us. He didn't get all ferocious pup. Oh, I remember what I was going to ask him. So maybe you can answer for us. I won't make you get him back. <laughs> okay. What species is Jack? I believe Jack is a... Labrador! He's a Labrador. <laughs> he's a Labrador. Okay. He's, he's, he's a Labrador, I'm pretty sure. Now, it, now <laughs> you, you heard it on the vine somewhere that he might be. <laughs> yeah, so all you furs out there, he's not a golden retriever, contrary to popular belief. He He's a lab, okay? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a lab, yeah. Nice. 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 So, Ben, is there anything else? We have covered so many wonderful things here today. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about Ah, uh, um, ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> a little Beavis moment I, there. Yeah, uh, um, I am a human being. Um, <laughs> well, that's, good. that's a good that's, thing to know. That's good. So there, there, that is, I, there is nothing interesting beyond that. Um, oh, I guess if you want to follow me on socials, because I should probably plug that. It's supposed to be a thing. I'm, I'm sure I should do. Um, it's uh, at Benjamin Diskin on Twitter. If you want to waste time and follow me on Instagram, which I never use, it's just at Ben Diskin. And that's basically it. Those are the two real ways to find me and follow me as I annoy all of my friends on social media, because that's what I use it for. And, and that's D-I-S-K-I-N? Correct. Benjamin Diskin. This pup can spell. That's exciting. and Bravo. Bravo. Well, Ben, thanks for coming on the show. Before we let you go back to your exciting, exciting life. Is there exciting life of Mario Golf? Yes. Well, yes. Yeah, so it, it could be exciting. You never, I mean, and it, marionettes. Could be, it could be very exciting. <laughs> yes, but the marionette. What is your parting shot to the furry fandom? What would you like the furs to know as like a words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. Let's say hydrate. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're a fursuiter, please drink water because yes. that was very sweaty uh, very quickly for me. <laughs> Learned that the hard way. I would say just keep being yourself. There, there's a lot of different people out there. Some people are nice, some people aren't, and uh, just ignore the bad ones because it, they're not worth your time. Yep. Good call. Very, Good very call. nice. Well, thank you, Ben, for your time. It has been awesome and possum, as it were, talking to you on this eve. So very nice of you to join us on our little free thing we've got going on here. Well, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Well, Tabin, that was exciting having Jack on. That was that was great. That was, that was very great. I I still am wagging because I got to talk to Jack, and that that was just a very. Be- I mean, you know, Ben and everything. He was good too, but you know, it's but all ben, about the Jack, Jack, right? Yeah. I mean, it's all about Jack. You got to have the Jack. But yeah, Ben was quite a great guy. As all you furs heard, he's done so many, so many. I mean, really, so prolific. Holy cow! When I first looked at his wiki page, and I kept going, I'm like, holy cow! How can someone actually do all that? Right? Yeah. Well, thirty. Three years. Yeah, I guess he's had a little bit of time to do one or two things. <laughs> well, yeah, a little, a little bit of time. So he's been doing voice acting as long as I've been with my job. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. 1989. Then so. 1989. Okay. That's a long time ago. So that, that's from the beginning of for a lot of the like the video games and, and all that industry mm-hmm. and stuff. In the long, long ago. Long, long, long ago. It would be so. It would be so great to actually see him at like a con and hug him with pauses or something. That would be great. Well, I think we should get on to our next segment. What say you, pup? I say me, pup. Let's move on to the puppy fluff. But you know what time it is now. What time is it, Barely? Well, it's time for that favorite section, that part of the show that everybody waits with bated breath, worms on their tongues, and a hook in their hand. It is time for Furries in the News. Where are they? They are in the place that we call the Bark. <laughs> I think you should take our prior guest last week up on some voice lessons. I think so too, yes. Cleo, help this pup out help, right here. Help the pup, help, help the pup, yes. So the biggest news right now for Furries in the News, 2021, while it might have been a crap year, uh, much like 2020, the giving nature of the furry fandom has not waned in any way, shape, or form. It hasn't Bruce waned. It hasn't, um, or, yeah. Stockholm waned. Right. It's none of that. Whatever that is. (laughs) Over the course of 2021, furries gave to various fundraising organizations and nonprofit organizations the sum of, are you ready? Ooh, I'm ready. I can't wait. Okay. You can't wait. $727,748.23. Wow. Yes. Good job. Every fur, give yourselves a big pausies because that's Round amazing. That's so yes. amazing and wonderful. Another great yeah. reason and evidence that furries and the furry fandom, you all are just so great. So, yep. And bark, that's 31. Bark. That's a 31% increase over the prior year. Wow. So, really? Yeah. And if you want to see a breakdown of every organization that got money from the furry fandom, there's a video on YouTube from Thabo Meerkat, and he broke down everything dollar to penny all the way down. So That's very uh, cool. I will be excited to check that out and see uh, the various things that furries contributed to. So awesome. Very, very awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any news items? I heard the other day, Yes. and I doubt this, but I heard the other day that I am a pup. Well, it's been proven scientifically that you are, <gasps> in fact, a well, pup. 
then I've been saying that all this time, but I didn't know if it was true, but now we know it's true. Uh, so I'm a pup and that's my freeze in the news. Awesome. All right. So we have a number of upcoming events coming up in February. All in one month. All in one month. There's a lot going on in February. If in fact they actually happen, we shall wait and see. They're, they're planned anyway. Okay. <laughs> they're planned. So the very first one is ScotiaCon, and that's in Glasgow, United Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, February 11th through the 13th. And their theme is Steampunk, not Steam Steampink Pink that I put in the show notes. Oh, so okay. I was going to say Okay. Yes. Uh, apparently, the U and the I are close to each other on the keyboard, and in fact, they, they are. are. So it's not Steam Pink, <laughs> it's Steampunk. And then you've got FurCon New Zealand or FurCons in Otaki, New Zealand. Is the Oh, it's in New Zealand. I was gonna say, is yeah. that in Switzerland or Zimbabwe? No, it's in New Zealand. But it's in New Zealand. Okay, I was mm-hmm. gonna be wrong. So okay, good. Yes. Good. Yes. Uh, and their theme, and that's February 11th through the 14th, basically the same weekend as ScotiaCon. So if you're at ScotiaCon, you really can't go to FurCons, so you'll have to pick one. And their <laughs> theme is post-apocalyptic punk. Hmm. I'm seeing a punk theme coming up here I in February. See. Yeah. Hmm? Then, of course, here in a uh, great uh, country of US of A, the Anthro New England is February 17th through the 20th in Boston, Massachusetts. And their mm-hmm. theme is back to the 90s, which I guess could be punk because punks were very popular in the 90s, too. So, yeah, they were still early 90s. You could, yeah, yeah. You could carry that forward. And then you mentioned Sweden carry before. My Venezuela. You mentioned. <laughs> What? Wait, <laughs> Venezuela. <laughs> Carry my Venezuela. <laughs> oh, carry me home to anyway. So, uh, Nordic FuzzCon <laughs> is February 23rd oh, through the 27th God. in Malmö, Malmö, Sweden. Yep. <laughs> and their theme is Toy Town. Oh, well, that's cute. That's very cute. Yes, their website's very cute. Lots of little toys rolling around, and it's kind of fun. <laughs> so. <laughs> Why are you around. laughing? It's just I don't know. Toys. It's just, like, just, toys are just rolling the... around. It's like a little ball rolling around, a little telephone. Kind of like there's, your little telephone just... that, that, that you pull around. <gasps> it's true. Your mobile phone. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I have a, yes, every fur, if you saw me at FC, what was it, 2020 or 2019, 2020, something. Um, 2020, I had yeah. my mobile phone with me, and um, you can go on my YouTube, and if you see the, I forget what it's called, the, Taben at FC video. I don't know, but mm-hmm. you can see me with my mobile phone, and I and I help, and I take it around with me. Anyway, yeah. yes. Which reminds me, you didn't bring that to BLFC this year, or if you did, we didn't use it. I didn't. I thought about it, but I, uh. we, I, uh, I know I thought about it. I don't think we did. I know I, 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 yeah. I was on the edge. It's like, do I yeah. really want to be on my to... phone? I'll be all the time. Yeah, and you weren't. You didn't bring it to A and W either. And I didn't bring I, it to ah. Uh, Wow. Okay, you so next con, your, I got to bring my you phone. Gotta have, you got to bring your phone. You got to do it. I <sighs> wonder how many it. voice messages I have. Probably a whole, whole bunches. So, And oh, uh, this weekend, when this episode drops, is the Anthro Expo in Oklahoma. So if you're there and you're a listener, drop us a line in the chat saying how it's going in Oklahoma. Okay? Yeah, let us know. Mm-hmm. Okay is the symbol for Oklahoma. Boop-de-bop. <laughs> it is! That is a true thing. I know. And you did that. And it just went and right over your fluffy okay. little head. Yes. <laughs> I don't know things. NZ. You know lots of things. Is this you? Is this simple NZ. for enzyme? Enzyme. 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 It's like. Say hi to my hubby. 
There's my hubby. Hi, hubby. Hi, Tatsu. He he says hi. Okay. <laughs> I was on, say hi again. Hi. Now, now you say hi so every fur can hear. <laughs> hi, every fur. Ah, Yay. there you go. Hi, Tatsu. Yay. All right. My hubby well, said hi, and we did that. I feel very productive now. <laughs> So you have some math, I understand. I do, I do, I do. I'm kind of we excited to talk We have not had math in a while. We haven't had math or, or actually a story for a while because I've been gone and everything and, and blah, whatever. But um, yes. yeah, no, I have a little bit of math to talk about that I'm kind of excited okay. to talk about. All right. And uh, it, uh, it has to do with something called constructive geometry. It's also known as, you might have heard it by the name ruler or straight edge and compass geometry. Okay. Yeah, ruler. And... I'll believe you. Okay, good. It uh, works so, for me. And, and we'll, I'll have, I, I have a few little um, fun little exercises we can all do together. So every fur and barely, we can just do some little exercises, some okay. fun things together. But as long as they're not jumping jacks, uh, they're not. No, no. Don't you worry. I won't make you do that. Um, okay. And we will need so every fur while you're listening to me talk about a little bit of the history, you will need a compass. Not the kind you tell direct or, you know, that thing. The kind you make little uh, circles with. And you'll need a ruler. Just those two okay. things. So and, not, uh, not a directional compass and not a king. And not a king. No. Those, those are rulers. No. No. Do you know why the queen's wand is called a scepter? Because uh, decisions are made by the king except her? No. No, because everyone works and she doesn't. Except her, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you, you see what I did there? You see uh, what I did? Okay. So, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> okay. A lot of people are are just like, no, no, no. That doesn't make any sense, Tabit. No, but no. I'm proud of you, Barely. You got it. You can right. stay. You can stay. Yeah. I'll let you. That's stay. a ceramic vase. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's a ceramic vase. <laughs> oh, give that. Give her give some. That, um, that toad some money. Yeah. Money. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, back in ancient Greece, uh, dating back to the 4th century and even earlier, they wanted, you know, they wanted to do geometric type things and stuff. And they wanted to do such things such as find the center of a circle or bisect an angle or uh, double the area of a square. And, you know, of course, we can do a lot of these things now with, you know, we know geometry and math and stuff. But back then, they had not yet created or come up with all the math that we know now to do that stuff. The analytic geometry that we know of today. So they only had a compass and a straight edge, that is a ruler, to, like, do things and construct things. So this is what's called, as I mentioned, constructible geometry. You're constructing solutions to things via geometry, uh, only using compass and ruler. So, you know, some things they could do and some things they couldn't, such as like constructing polygons so maybe they wanted to be able to make a perfect square or make perfect pentagon or something some of these things they could do and some things they 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 had trouble with they were still working on it some ancient greeks specifically hippocrates and menekemus i mispronounced that horribly (laughs) but they found a way to actually double the volume of a cube using compass and straight edge but yes they had to use a parabola and hyperbola to help them do that and at that time, they didn't 
have a way to construct those using straight edge. And so they could do things if they knew how to do other things. So they, they got partial answers to some things. And a lot of these problems... It's very, it's very common to know how to do things by knowing how to do other things. It is. I know how to go to sleep, which means I know how to go to bed. Anyway. It does. <laughs> Socks. <laughs> yeah. Ewee. But so some of some of these problems um, persisted for a long time, like they couldn't figure out how to do certain things. For example, Gauss, the famous mathematician Gauss, it wasn't until 1796 Gauss came along and figured out how to construct a 17-sided polygon using only a compass and straight edge. So a lot of these things were gone. And uh, some of these things are actually not even possible. For example, squaring this circle. So this is constructing using only a ruler and compass to construct mm-hmm. a square that has the same area of as a given circle. And um, okay. people didn't know for forever if this was possible or not. It was actually proved in 1882 to be impossible with just a straight edge okay. and a compass. And what's interesting, do you remember at one point on the math I talked about um, transcendental numbers and irrational numbers and things like that? Yes. And pi turns out to be a transcendental number. The proof that squaring the circle is impossible with a straight edge and compass comes down to actually knowing that pi is a transcendental number. So things that don't seem related actually uh, turn out to be. Oh. So it's really interesting history of all this. All right. So All right. let's uh, construct some things. Are you ready? I am ready. I have my compass and my straight edge. Nice. Uh, so three okay. fun things I'd like to do that are fun. Okay. So let's let's find the midpoint of a line. So draw a line segment. Okay. And we want to. It's drawn, and so we want to find the midpoint of that line only using the tools at hand, as it were. Okay. So how you can do that. And you you don't have to necessarily draw a full circle. You can draw little circular tick marks if that's easier. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so we're going to find the midpoint by finding the perpendicular bisector. That is the perpendicular line that goes straight down the middle. Straight down the middle. So draw circles of the same radii where, so put the little pointy thing at one end of the segment. Uh-huh. And make the you know the compass part make it bigger than half. So okay. just make sure it's bigger than half, and then draw a okay. circle around. Okay. Okay. Done. Now do the same thing with the same radius. Put uh-huh. the little pointy part on the other segment. Other side. Okay. And do the same thing. Draw and, it around. Okay. And those circles intersect in two points. Yes. And so now take the straight edge and draw a line directly through those two points. Okay. There you go. And that's your perpendicular that's the midpoint bicep. of that line. That is, ex- that ah. is the midpoint of that line, and it's proved with geometry and everything that that is exactly the midpoint of the line. Wow. Isn't that fun? Very cool. Yeah. That's fun. It is. Fun, and it, fun with it's, math. It's kind of fun to think about, like, given other geometrical problems, I'm trying to think about and just playing around with how would you do it. So another thing is, and we'll do, but find the center of any circle using only mm-hmm. these tools at hand. So okay. for every for out there, take a moment to like just play around with it and see if you can figure out how to find the center of any circle using only these two things. And then when you think you've figured it out or you've stuck and you just don't know, turn the recording mm-hmm. back on. And right now, we'll go through it together. So All right. barely you have a circle in front of you. I, I do. Okay. You want me to draw a new one or the one I just did? The one you just did is perfectly fine. Okay. Unless you're okay. unhappy with it. No, I'm, I'm happy with it. You have, okay. It's a happy little it's circle. Happy. <laughs> well, it's, um, actually, it's actually two circles, but yes, I'm happy with one of them. One of them. Okay, so one of them. <laughs> yes. um, the other one's... <laughs> the other his, one I'm not so happy. That's yeah. George. He, he's not so very happy right now. Yeah. Hit the ball, drag George. <laughs> exactly. So draw a line uh, through the circle anywhere. It doesn't have to be halfway through. It just has to be intersect the circle twice. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. And that is what they called a, like the little part inside the circle with the endpoints on mm-hmm. the circle. That's what they call a chord of a circle. Oh. So okay. take that chord of a circle and draw a perpendicular bisector. So take you know the pointy part of the compass and oh, put yeah, it at yeah, yeah. one end on either side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and draw, draw yeah. a thingy, and then the mm-hmm. other one. And draw the other a thingy. One. And then you've got your perpendicular bisector. Yes, we do. Okay. And so that actually goes straight through half of the circle, which means Mm -hmm. find the perpendicular bisector of that. Okay. Right. So using the uh, word intersects the circle Mm -hmm. on on either end. Do the same thing. Yeah. Do the same thing. Another circle. Another circle. Mm -hmm. So now you have four circles with lines, and then you draw the line through. All right. Yay. Yeah. And so you've got like right. a, a plus shape, and the intersection of those two lines is the center of the circle. Well, how about that? How about that? And, and it's the, kind of this interesting. Was, this was Heripides, or who was it? Hippocrates? No. Those two names I mentioned was, yeah, Hippocrates was one of them. I'm not sure, like these ones we're doing now, I think they were, I'm not sure who did them. <laughs> but the, oh, okay. all these all right. go, date way back to way back then when they were thinking of these. So one more that's fun to okay. do and think about, which actually has okay. to do with what we've already done. How would you bisect an angle that is fine exactly halfway bet- uh, of an angle? So if you draw an angle, like an alligator map thingy. An alligator math? Is that what you said? Mouth. I meant mouth. I think I said math, but I meant to say mouth. I said an alligator math. Like, ooh. It's crocodile. We're doing alligator (laughs) math all of a sudden. Alligator Greek math. Got it. Ah, got it. Okay, I got it. Okay, got it. So again, any fur, uh, just try and figure out how you might want to bisect this angle. Put the podcast on pause. Then when you think you got it, or confused, don't know, no, turn it back on, and we'll go through together. So, draw, a, put your, the jabby point on the vertex of your angle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And then draw, and you can draw a circle of any radius. Just draw a circle around that. Okay, got it. Okay, so now you've intersected your angle in two points with that circle. Yes. So, now use those points as the center of a circle of the same radius. So, you can use the same radius that you have now, just any radius, basically. So, put the little jabby in one of the intersection points and draw a circle around. Okay. And then put the jabby in the other intersection point and draw a circle around. Around. And then, okay. Other end, yeah. (laughs) See what you got here. I think I see what you got Those two circles intersect. Yep, yeah. Draw a line. Uh-huh. Yeah. So t- tell me what's going to happen next. So I think I'm going to I'm going to take the alligator mouth. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to do the bottom part because I did the top part already, right? So I'm going to do the bottom part with the circles, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The two, the two intersection yeah. points draw circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Great. Right. And so okay, when I, you do that, those two circles intersect. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you take your straight edge and draw a line through those two intersection points. You have bisected mm-hmm. the angle. Woohoo! Yay! Isn't that fun I'm so and exciting? Excited. Yeah, yeah. It is. And so a fun, fun exercise that we won't go through because now we've got it. Now that we're thinking fun and everything, challenge for every fur out there, and send us in if if you think you've done it. Try and construct a circle through three non-collinear points. So take three points that don't lie on the same line. Just point, point, point. Okay. Three of them. Yeah. And there is a circle that goes through those using your compass and straight edge. How can you per- find a perfect circle through those three points? Yeah. Yeah. 
And you, you can do it. It's not too bad with kind of some of the ideas that we've talked about today. So uh, yeah. fun exercise, nice. challenge, send it in and let us know how it went. And that is my math for the week. All right. And I have, because, because you said words and because we have to have pun acceptable. So you said polygon and that's what happened to the pirate's bird, polygon. <laughs> I, I, it, I, and, uh, and then, I saw that coming. And, and then you, and then you said Gauss. You know, I was, I was driving down the road the other day, and I ran out of Gauss. Ooh. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> so, I, so then I went to the math station to get more. <laughs> That's right. Went to the math station. Took a math. Spoiler. Well, not spoiler alert because it's kind of a cute little line. So on Cowboy Bebop, they're talking about there's one. They're they're out in space. It's way out in the space space worlds, right? And Hmm. they pick up this other gal and she's working on the ship. And uh, John Cho comes out. His character says, "How come there's no hot water?" And she says, "Well, because I that's probably my fault because of my uh, my shower bath shower." And he's like, "You're what? My shower bath shower bath shower? Okay, yeah." She says, "Well, you know, if you." Showers, you just, you know, you get the dirt off. But if, if you take a bath, you just sit in your own filth. So you take a shower to get the dirt off, then you soak oh. in the bathtub, and then you take a shower to get the soap off. So it's a shower bath shower. And later on, he comes out in his bathroom and he says, why did I never know about shower bath showers before? <laughs> yes. they're, they're ingenious. Like, who came up with this? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So would you like to play? I have two games, oh. two trivia games. They're basically the same. There's basically the same thing for the same company. No, oh. there is the one that I had before. I should have known that. Ah, yes. Or things they don't teach you in school. Ooh, let's try things. We haven't done that before. Let's try things they don't we teach have you not. in school. Okay, I'm going to randomly pick a card from the center of the deck. Did you, did you use your pro, your compass and um, straight edge to find the center of the deck? I did not. And now, so let's see, a compass and a straight edge. Now, a protractor has a curve and a straight edge. Yep, yep, yep. Ah. Yeah. Mm. And, and I, actually, you... it's interesting that you say that because when I was first writing down my notes for the thing, I forgot. I kept thinking protractor, and it's not the same thing, and I kept getting confused myself because protractors are not the same things as, as compasses. So, anyway. No. No, and a contractor is what you hire to come do stuff, work for you. And he might be a pro, you know, the yes. pro contractor, pro. Yes. Anyway, anyway so I, put yes. your thinking cap on. My, Unacceptable. I am put your thinking cap on. procrastinating to do that. Yes. Number one. All right. How many people were there on the earth when Jesus was allegedly born? I'm going to say allegedly because I don't want to assume anybody's religion. So how many people were on the planet? When Jesus was allegedly born. Hmm. Hmm. So that uh, they don't teach you that in school. I'm going to say no. four and a half. Well, then there would only be like one, other, one and one half person if it was just Jesus, Mary, and Joseph at that point. So, but oh, I think there was a, a few good, more. There was at least yeah. three. That's true. Um, yeah. Twelve. <laughs> oh, 300 million approximately, oh. according to the Bible. Yes, that storybook okay. written for people to that read. That is something I did not know. Okay. How many weddings, on average, are held in Las Vegas every day? And we're going to say pre-COVID. Yeah, why, I mean, why don't they teach us this in school? Come on, people. 
Get right? with the yeah. important facts. Um, I'm going to say 352. You're very, very close. It was 300. Oh, really? Oh, so, wow. But okay. I mean, was, that's, that's amazing. But if, you're, <laughs> but if you're playing prices right, you would have been over. You would have lost. So, because you've got to be close without going over. Yeah. All right. What food costs almost exactly as much today as it did over a hundred years ago? Uh, over a hundred. Not bread. Thinking no. pup. Okay, not hamsters. No. Um, hamsters are only food for snakes. Right. Right. Yes. And, and snakes mm-hmm. get away with murder, I guess. I've, every day. Yes. Every day. Um, Most animals get away with murder every, every day. day. It's true. It's true. Especially yes. crows when they hang out together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to say gumdrops. And you would be incorrect. The oh. answer is salt. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very... Ins- Not Jonah. No, I, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> insulted by this fact. But... Ah. Yeah, but... Ooh. But you have to pepper in this trivia every now and then, you know, so. You do. You do. I relish you, the you, thought. You're, well, you're a well-seasoned pup. I am. So. I am. Uh, I, but you only have to give me time to figure it out. That's, that's true. You're a wise old sage. I am. <laughs> but, but wait. Can, how many more? I, I, it's important to make sure that you cayenne the, the <laughs> The answer. The Rutabaga. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, there we go. All right. Uh, How far can... uh, You know what I feel like these questions are? Did you ever ever watch the show Hollywood Squares? I have seen that, yes. Yeah, and they ask the question, and the comedian or the actor always makes up different answers to things, and then the person has to guess whether it's the truth or not. That's right. I feel like these are those kind of questions. I see. So, so... So you've chosen uh, Charles Nelson Riley in the center square. Yeah. Charles, <laughs> how far can sperm travel in one hour? Well, I tell you, it's kind of like one of those whales and everything. And they just go really fast and really far. So I'm going to say um, New Zealand. <laughs> no, the answer is 10 centimeters. Okay. That's not very far if you think about it. Well, I'm just, I'm O'Reilly, and I don't know what's going on anymore, so uh, well, that's all I can say. Well, circle gets the square. So, okay. All right. <laughs> but only if you make it with your compass and straight edge. Yes, there we are. There we are. Arr! And arg. Arg, 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 arg. All right, Tabin. Oh, my cow. We did it again. <gasps> oh, music. Oh, I hear episode. the music. I hear music. It is. I know. Did you have a good time? I had an amazingly had a, great time. Did you have a great time, Mr. Barry? I, I had a good time. I did. I had a great time. Remember to help support us through Ko-Fi Patreon merch and sharing our show with others so that we listeners get listenerships get up there. Thanks to all our listeners for sticking around for this episode. We love you so much. Uh, this, with all that's going on in my life, this podcast, while a literal ton of work, is a bright spot in my life these days. And I do want to say, we may have to skip a week here or there in the next cupping week coming weeks but i'm going to try cupping and get weeks. things cupping weeks yes not a couple weeks or or kipper wing we, kipper, kipper weeks, weeks. Uh, the we, kipper wings. the kipper took a few weeks and now he's refreshed because he took a nap <laughs> oh i thought he said kipper wings i was like that's oh that too fish <laughs> yeah kipper wings 
those paper ones. But uh, yeah, so uh, before I start, it, it, it does the furry fandom does bring me happiness and joy. And uh, I know today I was talking with our staff, and it's like I may just walk away from the whole furry fandom. But I was, I had been up for thirty-seven hours, and I was very emotional and angry. And rah, so before I start crying like a cub, uh, Mubark Fluff, stay furry, Tabin. What do you have to say to the nice furs for listening, and or even the not so nice furs? <laughs> to all the furs, I say. So yes, every fur, um, please reach out to Barely and give him a big hug with pawsies, because Barely needs them these days. We won't go into it. We'll just say, Bear, please give Barely as many hugs, tight hugs with pawsies as you can. Um, but on that note, yes, Mubark Fluff, all you furs, thank you for. Sticking around and listening to us do our whatever it is. What did we even do for the last hour, barely? <laughs> we did for the last hour what we do every time on this show. It is what it is. <laughs> it's Ewee. It is Ewee. It yes. is Ewee. But yes, thank you everybody yeah. for, uh, for listening in. You support us just by listening. Um, and, and that's great. And uh, I mean, that's really all I can say. Thank you so, so much. We can't wait to bark at you again. Well, whenever that happens again. And until then... Have a great one. Mubark Fluff, stay furry. Barely Fur Casting is an Injured Nerve Studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests and no commercial compensation was granted. The Fur Cast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Vegan and is edited by myself and our associate editors Rain Raccoon and Bixby Wolf. This week's interview was edited by Bixby Wolf. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by Reg Day with Damian Tanuki. If you would like to hear more music by Reg Day you can search for Tweezer Beak on Bandcamp or Hoop Loop Tunes on SoundCloud. Other interstitial and background music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com, Gator Tots on SoundCloud.com, and the YouTube Free Use Library. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at BFFT Chat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the barelyfurcasting.com webpage. You can help support the show through donations at Kofi.com forward slash barely forecasting or through patreon at patreon.com forward slash barely forecasting thanks for listening we hope you come back and listen next week